welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. As mentioned yesterday, Toastmasters would be Toastmasters listeners and friends. We're going to spread a little relish on the talk show for talkers this week because we're giving you the second part of the interview that you heard on Saturday with Mr. Daniel Rex, the CEO of Toastmasters International. This will help you to pick up the thread of what you listened to two days ago. We still have Mr. Daniel Rex with us and we're going to have a more casual chat. So Daniel, you mentioned to us last week when we were speaking about killing cats. Well, herding cats. Herding cats, big up Herding cats. Herding cats, slightly different. Yeah, yeah slightly different. <laughs> a little bit different. Herding cats to me uh, and in my role is a very interesting thing because I work a lot with our board of directors. There are North Americans on the board, Europeans, Central Asians, East Asians, um, people from down under, and there's a, an immense blend of cultures, of languages, and multiple versions of English. And how English is spoken in Southeast Asia in a very fluent way is incredibly different from American English or uh, Irish English, British English. And, and a lot of the, term, the terms that are used are different. So part of my role is to serve as a, an influencer, um, explainer, uh, occasionally a go-between and a translator to make sure as best I can that when we're having conversations, we're all in the same place. Yes, interesting. It's yeah. a fascinating thing to, to witness. And, and I've been fortunate in this role to be able to work with people from all around the world, and I'm by no means a cross-cultural communications expert, but my ear is attuned enough to multiple uh, intonations and accents that I, I tend to do fairly well. Excellent. And you know, you mentioned to us last week that you you're, you have a lot of traveling to do. Yeah. So this particular journey that you're on at the moment, is it around yeah. Europe or is it, are you coming from Asia? Or? You know, this, this journey focuses on Europe. We had meetings right. in in Prague about 10 days ago, and we, it was the Toastmasters International Executive Committee. We've had a lot of growth in Europe in the last couple of years, so we decided to bring the Executive Committee. So those are members, uh, several of us from North America, uh, one from New Delhi, one from Colombo, Sri Lanka. So we met in the middle, conducted our business, but we also had a day-long seminar that we put on, invited anyone from Europe to come, and we shared our experiences, what we think is important in the organization, encourage people to initiate a leadership journey and become more active on the volunteer side and outside of their clubs. Uh, and then we've taken advantage of it and made smaller hops. So I came to Ireland. We had someone go to Finland, someone else to the Netherlands. To uh, One is experience and learn and see what's happening in Toastmasters in that part of the world, but also to share the organization's message and to inspire future leaders as best we can. And yeah, wonderful uh, opportunity for you uh, from an education point of view. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. you know, every time I cross a border and meet new people, I learn, and, and I enjoy learning every day. Yes. And I, I think it's a critical part of life to open ourselves, to be um, accepting and to seek to understand as much as we can about people and places and things and 
and to grow ourselves. That enables us in whatever we do with life to do it in a better, more understanding way. And you know, Gandhi said it's better to travel 10,000 miles than to read 10,000 books. Um, absolutely. Now, I love to read as well. Yes, but, yeah, but there, yeah. There is nothing like walking the streets of a city and feeling culture, smelling and tasting the food, uh, enjoying camaraderie, talking with people. Uh, it, it's a fabulous way to begin to understand. And I don't think the journey of understanding is ever complete, but it's a start. Yeah, and you mentioned the five senses. They're actually the smelling, the tasting, and, you, and you're so right. You can read about that in the book, but you cannot experience it unless you actually sit at the table and eat the food yeah. and smell the food being cooked. Yeah, that's wonderful. And what, what club are you belonging to? Uh, Toastmasters Club that I spent most of my time in is Rancho Speechmasters in Southern California. So we've just moved to Colorado, mm. and I've been to a couple of club meetings there, but I haven't decided upon exactly which one that I want to join. Okay, right. But I, 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 I mentioned last week that I served as a club president when I was 27 years old, and it was one of those things where I didn't seek the presidency, but the, when the elections happened, uh, I made the mistake of going to the washroom and came back and was the club president. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. And, and I learned a, an immense amount. The club was doing very well. We struggled to find the right meeting place. We had low membership. We had to understand who we were and, and decide to create a strong future for the club. We found the right meeting place. We turned things around. And every year that club's president's distinguished. And, and we're very proud that that measures the accomplishment, but, but what we're most proud of are the hundreds of people who have been through the doors of that club and experienced the program. And, and have had the opportunity to change their lives. Yeah, amazing. And you just prompted the next question because my question to you is, and you, you, you sort of covered it there actually when you said you went to the bathroom and you came out, you were the next president. Does Toastmasters seek us out or do we seek Toastmasters? <laughs> oh, that's an interesting one. I don't think I've ever thought about it in exactly those terms, but I'll say both. You know, I've, I've known people who were recruited into Toastmasters essentially by their friends. And, and I've met people as recently as yesterday who said, I was looking for something, there was a gap in my life, a skill gap or a community gap, and Toastmasters filled that gap. And, and it's very interesting when people are looking for a community gap to fill. They want to belong to a group of people. And, and then they come into Toastmasters and begin to realize what it is and what it can do for them, but that's not what they, that's not what they sought in the beginning. And the end result is multiplied way past their expectations because they are skills. Yes, you're so right because we put on the program Youth Leadership mm. and I'm involved yeah. in Youth Leadership and we work particularly with kids who are challenged. So their self-esteem is on the ground, they certainly have not got the confidence to speak in public. But you should see those kids from the first day we start with them until the day we're finished with them. They are changed people. You know, the, the time of being young and, and having or not having opportunities, those are pivotal, pivotal points in a person's life. You know, I often receive the question, are leaders born or are leaders made? Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer that leaders are made. Mm -hmm.
but some of us start earlier than others and most of that start is driven by opportunity or by our community that would uh, either force us or provide leadership opportunities you know if you're in a in a community where your parents provide uh, sports experiences and you're playing football with teammates and you learn how to work with each other and, and maybe you're elected the captain of the team well then you're you're a, a leader at age seven well, other kids who don't have those opportunities and, and play together in the streets and are not put in the environment where leadership experiences occur doesn't mean that they're not leaders, that they're not capable of being leaders. They just haven't had the opportunity yet. That's, to me, one of the beautiful things about our youth leadership program is that it provides not only speaking skills but confidence to stand up for yourself, to, to be strong, to raise your hand in class, to give a report instead of missing school that day. All of those experiences that are potential turning points in a young person's life. So thank you for being involved with you. Well, I, I, I absolutely, from a self-development point of view, it's a fantastic opportunity because as you know, in Toastmasters, it's givers gain. Yeah. If you give something, you're going to get it back a hundred times. And when I finish those meetings with those kids, I really come out feeling that I, I've made a, a little imprint that somebody will be able to fill and that they'll go on from there, that this will give them that little bit of courage that they need because these are beautiful people. And what I normally say to them, what I always say to them, in fact, and not just to, to youths, but to, to adults as well, that from since time began and until time finishes, which is infinite, there will never ever be another Daniel Rex. There will never ever be another Ted Melanfi. Yeah. That's how unique we are in, in, in the sphere of things. We may look like our parents, we may act like our parents, but we're not our parents. We are, you are Daniel, I am Ted. And, and, and each of us has our own chance, mm-hmm. you know, our own opportunity to become who we can be. You, know, you mentioned service a moment ago and the the curious thing that happens when we serve. We often look at service as uh, a type of giving of ourselves and it occupies time and it might be difficult. But the reality for most of us is when we're working with others who need our help, at the end of the process, we're not sure who gained the most. If it was the person who we helped or did we gain something ourselves. Uh, The other day I was chatting with the district director here in Toastmasters in District 71, Patricia O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And she has a very large job with a huge amount of responsibility. And as I was talking with her about that, she acknowledged the things that she has to do and, and the times are difficult. But most of all, she talked about, and this was without me trying to dig this part out, mm-hmm. she talked about the growth experience for experiences that she's gone through the things that she's learned, the people that she's worked with. And all of these service opportunities are are fantastic. And and, and I'm I'm a little bit torn at times between am I really providing service or am I looking for a self-development opportunity? And I guess whatever the answer is, it's okay because we've been through the process of helping others. Yeah, and you, you mentioned it there with regards to us masters that, like I said, you do we do we seek it out or does it seek us out? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of both. I agree with you because in Toastmasters you're given the opportunity to put your hand up and say, I'm not quite sure what my hand is up for, yeah. but I'm going to throw myself in yeah. and try it. And at the yeah. end, you'll come out a better person. Uh, and the fantastic thing is that Toastmasters is a safe place to do that. Yes. You can put your hand up, throw yourself in, 
um, succeed, fail, and, and at the end of the game we self-reflect and we talk with others about how it went and, and we learn something. I know you mentioned about the education system in this country. I'm not sure what the education system in America might be. But we, from an educational point of view, I think educators look on the things that individuals do wrong rather than looking at what they got right. For instance, if you've got four out of five questions right, that's 80% to pass any exam. Yet the item that they look at is the one you got wrong. And they concentrate on that. You know, and outside of the classroom, when we learn, it's different, of course. We, we look at all the things that we did exceptionally well. Uh, I've done a little bit of teaching in my life in, in schools and in the classroom as a substitute teacher. And what a difficult job. Mm -hmm. you know, I can't imagine uh, the strength that it takes to do that. But it's uh, the framework of education, uh, uh, I think, needs some evolution. We'll see what happens in the next 50 years as the world changes. Yeah, so Dan, it's been a pleasure. I love your easy, relaxed style, and you didn't come across as a person with the burden of 141 countries on your shoulders. You're looking at it as this wonderful opportunity, which is a fantastic attitude to have, and it's been a real pleasure speaking with you for the talk show for talkers. Thank you. The pleasure. Thank you, Dan. Well, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends, that was the conclusion of this week's talk show for talkers. I hope you got some value out of it, and we would be delighted if you sent us an evaluation, if you sent us a point that you would like to make, if you sent us a request of something you would like to listen to, and we would be delighted to take that on board. So until next week, it's goodbye from me, Ted Melampi. And thank you very much, listeners. Hopefully, you have gained something from listening to this episode. Thank you, Paul. And we'd like to thank Maura O'Brien as well. That's the person who makes sure you can hear and see everything that goes out on the talk show for talkers. Until next week, bye. Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.